Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Shopping and spending all their hard-earned money, and Big Daddy is doing Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume Forty Nine. What is up, everybody? I am Big Daddy, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I know it's been a little sporadic lately with this show, but you got to understand on Mondays, if the Sixers are playing. I won't be able to do the show because it's just a little bit too much. But no Sixers are playing. There are no Sixers games scheduled tonight at the Wells Fargo. What is scheduled tonight at the Wells Fargo is Monday Night Raw. Wasn't that, wasn't that a good segue? It was. That was pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. It's... <laughs> so tonight, everybody um, is running down to the Wells Fargo to see Raw. I didn't want to go, and my buddy, my co-host, Alicia Brown, also did not want to go. And I'm saying it's because I'm saying it's because Raw shows really aren't that good lately, and I've missed at least two to three Raws since the Sixers have been playing on Monday nights. And it's a doggone shame. I could come home and pick up exactly where I left off and not have missed a thing. That's just mm-hmm. showing you the quality of show that they really putting on. What is just what's your opinion? I know what your opinion is, but I want you to. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't feel like going. I saw some pictures of some friends who were down there, and, you know, I got a little envious because they met some people, you know, some of the wrestlers, but. Other than that, I, I really have no desire to go to Raw. If it was SmackDown or NXT, definitely I would have gone. But Raw just isn't appealing to me now, and it's it's not just me. The numbers are showing it. Um, in the 18 to 49 demographic, they drew a .97 rating. Wow. So wow. Something is going on. And it had nothing to do with football or anything, so... They have to do better. I mean, it's it's too long of a show. It's too fluffed up. It's just not good. I heard rumblings that they fired some of their um, writers. 
Really? And they were, um, yes. There's rumblings um, that's been on uh, WrestleView and uh, another wrestling website that they fired a couple of their writers and they hired new writers. So we'll see what happens from that. But yeah, um, uh, Raw is taking a hit in the ratings just as well as SmackDown has taken a has taken a hit in the ratings. Mm-hmm. So obviously something's not right, and um, and they have to retool, refix. And I'm curious, um, your friends that put sent the pictures, who did they meet? They met um, Enzo, Big E, uh, Jack Gallagher, TJ Perkins, um, Brian Kendrick. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They met some cool ones. Yeah, they really did. They did. Speaking uh, of yeah. Enzo, um, you and I have a mutual friend. His name is Aaron Harrington. He yes. had Enzo. Enzo came into his job. Well, I don't know where he worked, uh, yes. Walmart or something? or I don't know. I think a Best Buy or something. Best Buy or something like that. Well, Enzo came in, and this shows how cool Enzo is. And this is like mad props to Enzo. He shook hands with, with our friend, took a picture with him, and then sent a birthday shout-out to his son. Yes, he did. And I just thought that was really cool because he could have just flagged him and kept going. But, no, he took the time to talk to him and even, you know, send a shout-out to his son. And he's just like, that was yeah, very cool. Yeah, in like a cool way, too. Yeah. Yeah, so props to Enzo for doing that. And just, you know, when you finally make it big, you should take the time to, spend time with the fans because oh, yeah. the fans are the reason why you're there now. For sure. So that was cool on his part. Uh, we haven't, well, you and I haven't spoken to our fans since the SmackDown pay-per-view, which was tables, ladders, and chairs. It is ancient history now, but the pay-per-view itself was pretty good. Um, the two matches that really stood out to me was the two ladder matches where, once again, Miz and Ziggler started tearing the house down, and then AJ and Dean Ambrose finished tearing the house down. Now, everything that happened in between was blase. But those two matches really made that pay-per-view. Shout out to AJ Styles, who got hurt. And um, still finished the match. He did something. He got a stress fracture, and, and that's why he had a boot on last Tuesday. But he he's, he's mm-hmm. up and work, working again, and everything is fine. And um, then he also scratched his ass. It had a cut on his ass, and tore his <laughs> and tore his wrestling tights, and didn't blink. He kept right on working like nothing happened. And I just had to give it to him on that because a lot of people would have been like, you know, what's going on or would have been really yeah. embarrassed. But he kept right on going and took a hell of a 450. Well, he did a hell of a 450 from the top rope onto the floor and was just incredible. And shots to, shout out to AJ Styles, shout out to Dean Ambrose. James Ellsworth, I think, stole his soul to the devil because he's, this man is like all over the place as far as wrestling and I don't get it. I'm not hating, but I just don't get it. You agree, disagree? 
with uh, James Ellsworth? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll, when you put something stupid in the mix with, you know, serious stuff, like, come on, we're talking, you know, world title stuff. <laughs> it kind of diminishes the the world title and, you know, any possible stories that can come out of it. So, I mean, it's kind of a slap in the face to Dean and AJ, but, you know, it is what it is. You know how I feel about that, though. You know how I feel about that, now. Like, I understand the brand split, but both championship belts seem less to me. Right. Because the world championship is not getting as much buzz as it should get. The universal championship to me is like something that was just made up. Right. And it it's is. just it really is. And it takes away from both championship belts. If anything, and I hate to say this, the intercontinental belt is like the most important belt there now because it's been there. It hasn't been tarnished. It hasn't been merged right. with something else. The Miz is doing a good job as as, uh, as far as carrying it and have putting on great matches. They build a storyline around around it that you can actually kind of get into as far as the Miz, Daniel Bryan trying to you know one up him, and then you got Ziggler, but he's past Ziggler now, so I'm curious who's going to be next to go after the belt. It's just I don't know. It's just I think when they split the brands, I understand why you did it. You had enough wrestlers that could do that, and it boosted ratings for maybe like a month, month and a half. But now it's like, where do you go from here? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for Raw to be a three-hour show, they're using four superstars and, like, two divas. It's crazy, and they're just rotating. What was your opinion of the um, pay-per-view? Uh, the last one that just passed, TLC? Yeah, TLC. I liked it. I actually liked it. Um, you know, I wasn't a fan of the ending, but like you always say, Stevie Wonder could have saw that coming. Um, but, <laughs> but I liked it. I think SmackDown is still the better, the better product, the better brand. So, oh, the next pay per view is Roadblock, is it? Roadblock is the next one, and I think that's this weekend. Oh no! Gosh, it's too much now. That's the other thing. You're getting a pay per view. Every other week, yeah, it's too much. It's really too much. I, I I could be wrong. If it's not this weekend, it's next weekend, and I don't really think it's next weekend because is it next weekend Christmas? Yeah, next Sunday. So it has to be this weekend, okay? Because next weekend is Christmas. Oh my gosh! See, see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're oversaturating their market. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Yes. At least after Roadblock, the next pay-per-view will be um, the Royal Rumble, which is in January. So you have, it should be a month in between pay-per-views. But... Still, it's every other week. 
And then you still got, if anything, boost up the number of takeovers you have. Yeah. Let them work more. Let them work more because the takeover shows are incredible. And if anybody hasn't seen Takeover Toronto, take the time to watch it. Great. Great, great mm-hmm. show. You don't hear me say that too much. Great show. And another thing on the WWE Network, check out. Now, I know I'm going to screw this up, but it's the authentic, untold story of ECW. Yeah, that was it. Check it really out. Good. It was really good. And it's a panel. And guess who ran it? My man, Corey Graves, ran it. And um, it was Paulie, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, Taz, who hasn't been there in seven years, but they brought him back for that, and Tommy Dreamer. And Paul Heyman explained a lot of stuff, and they told stories that was never heard. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. They joked and kid, and Corey Graves did a good job of trying to wrangle everybody in. But when you get these one, two, three, four, five egos, it, it, it slid out of control towards the end. But when they gave their independent views on what ECW was, Tommy Dreamer broke out in tears. Mm-hmm. And it was good. And it's a must-watch. Like, Paul Heyman, I think he was kind of crocodile tearing, but Tommy Dreamer voice cracked while he was talking about how ECW wow. was. And it was deep. It was really deep. Check that out. Anybody that's listening, YouTube should check that. It was really good. <laughs> and the funny thing was, Corey Graves, you know, he started wrestling after ECW was already dead and buried. But he remembers a lot of ECW things that went on as a kid. And it was a bunch of how you know, I didn't know that he worked for Paul Heyman as like behind the scenes. Like I knew Dreamer did his jail stuff. And I knew that um I knew it was like I knew Dreamer did I knew I think Stevie Richards helped out too. But Stevie Richards wasn't there which he should have been. But uh, Taz had a lot to do as far as the merchandising and the shirts, and Bubba did a lot behind the scenes you wouldn't have known he did. And um, it was just funny hearing him tell the stories and stuff. It was just it was a really good show. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I know I lingered on that a little too long, but I was just really into that, and I want people to watch. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So. Any other words about WWE before we move on, babe? Oh, no. The thing I want to talk about, another thing I love, is the Philadelphia 76. On a two-game winning streak. Yes, Yes, they are. Road winning streak, which is great. And now, uh, Norris Noel is finally back from injury. So all three centers should be playing Wednesday. Mm. As is slighted right now, all three are playing Wednesday. You're going to we're going to finally see 
the hinky brainchild, the three-headed monster that he created. And I'm looking forward. I'm so looking forward to seeing this game because I want to see how the three of them are going to actually work together at the same time. And, you know, all three of them mm-hmm. won't play at the same time. That's just – it can't happen. But one will start. You'll probably see um, Okaford and MB play at the same time and then Noel come in, you know, to relieve one of them. And you still got uh, Rashad Holmes there too. So I'm curious to how all four of these guys are going to share time in one position. But and they're playing Toronto on top of it. Toronto is has the second best record in the East right now. So it's going to be a good game. You're playing against a good Toronto team. Hopefully they come to you know they come to ball like they did these last two games, especially last night. You never hear me say this, but shots out to T.J. McConnell. <laughs> Almost had a triple double last night. Yeah, yeah. He finished with 14 points, 10 rebounds. Which I don't know how the hell that happened, and nine assists. And he would have had 10, 10 assists and would have had a triple double and one for that doggone Robert Covington. Mm, mm, mm. Miss, missing a wide open layup. But case of rah But um. The Sixers are finally coming along. You're starting to see. And you, you've been in a lot of games this year, Felicia. Yeah. So you're seeing the process come through the same way I'm seeing it. You're experience, experiencing it the same way that I am. And I want you to speak about the buzz that you feel when you come down and read. I can talk about it, but I want to hear from you because you just started coming consistently this season, like every game. And I appreciate right. you for it. But I want to hear your point of view as far as the buzz that you feel when you come down it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. And you're right. You know, this is my first season where I'm coming to, like, every single home game. So I appreciate you. Um, but I'm also a, a fan that has fallen off for some years, you know. I've been a pretty big basketball fan with my father, you know, back in the 90s when, like, the Bulls were hot. So, you know, mm-hmm. for me to get back into basketball and be this, you know, into it, it says a lot. And, you know, people down the Sixers all they want, but it they're coming together. It's like I'm starting at the beginning right with them. I feel like they're starting at the beginning and they're building and growing and learning and, you know, they're they're young. And, you know, I think they are hungry. With Embiid there, I think he's very hungry. And that's the only way you're going to win is being hungry. So I like the vibe. The fans that are there, you know, in the arenas, at the games, they're just as with them too, you know. So it makes it a lot better. There's all the naysayers on the Internet, but that's with anything. So, you know, they single out one player and, you know, they're not really – paying attention to what that one player may be doing too so everybody gets on Okafor or Stauskas but you know they're actually contributing too and you can point out one player all you want but it's kind of like a transformer all the pieces come together and they make one big great team so downing one player really isn't going to help I do want Cub going yep. 
And she gave a comment. It's another yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a great environment. I enjoy, I enjoy the feeling down there, but I'm gonna tell you something that's really been grinding my gears as far as oh. coming to the games and stuff. And I was gonna speak. It is what it is at this point. But anybody who comes to the Wells Fargo, and if you're sitting in section 119, uh-huh. and if you're sitting in front of me. You're going to hear me yell the entire game. So don't sit there. Right. Move. Sit somewhere else. It's a big arena. Okay? I'm not saying I get paid to sit there, but the Sixers give me tickets to sit right there and do what I do. They know what I do. They appreciate what I do. What we do. I shouldn't say I. What we do, and if they, if people can't take it, move your ass somewhere else. Or how about this? Watch it on TV. Stay home. You are at a sporting event. When you go to a sporting event, you are there to cheer for your team or against the team that's playing or whatever have you. But don't sit there and expect me to be quiet. Because you're having a date night. If you're having a date night, go up to the Cadillac Grill. Right. Go to, to the Cigar Club. Go to Chicken and Pizza and watch it. Go to one of the <laughs> bars that's around there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's why you laugh. I do. No, it's the truth. I mean, I, I to me... I feel like the players appreciate those fans that are cheering them on no matter what. I mean, these people, yes, season ticket holders are putting out a lot of money, but the players don't see you. They're not, you know, they want to get hyped up, and just sitting there isn't helping them. So I think we're valuable to the team. And we are. And you'd be surprised. And you're going to start to see it because you just started coming. But you're going to start to see how many executives, how many people that work for the for the Sixers themselves start to recognize you as well as they recognize me. Mm-hmm. And be like, these people are here for real. And you've seen it a little bit last year when um we were coming in and one of the guys, the owner of the team, when I was, you know, I was going in there on the wheelchair, but – came over to me and spoke and thanked me for continuing to come and continue to do what I do. And the same thing's going to happen to you because they're going to continually see us come down there. Even though, you know, good, bad, and indifferent, they will continue mm-hmm. to show this. We continue to show our support, so they're going to support us. And not to sound big-headed, you know, I joke, kids, I got big draws, which I do. But, oh, my God. <laughs> just like tomorrow. You and I are going down to the 87ers game. Everybody don't know the 87ers are the Sixers D-League team. You think do I have to pay to get in there? No. They appreciate us just coming down there. And we're going to end up sitting right by courtside, and nobody's going to say a word. Why? Because they know we're dedicated fans. For us to drive 40 miles, 50 miles out of the way, just to support the D-League team shows a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And this is what I'm talking about, dedicated fans being dedicated to your team. I bet you if I put on all green and went down to the Eagles game, they wouldn't set a thing. Nobody would have had a problem. But because it's the Sixers, people want to get up and they want to say, I'm yelling too loud or I'm knocking them out their chairs. And trust me, if I wanted to knock you out your chair, you'd have been on the court. Trust believe. I'm saying that just to say, people, when you go into a sporting event, here's what you should do. Felicia, I hope you agree. You might. I'm sure you will. One, you go into a sporting event, dress like a Why do you wear jeans, stiletto heels, <laughs> dressed out? You're going to a sporting event. The players are not looking at you. You will not get discovered. They wear them so so we can laugh when they fall. And that's what's going to happen. If you fall, trust me, I'm going to laugh at your ass. (laughs) And Felicia Brown will be the second one to laugh at you. We might be both laughing at you at the same time. Because as soon as you hit the ground, I'm going to look over at Felicia her big, beautiful brown eyes are going to start to tear up in water, and we're just going to freaking laugh. <laughs> and she's laughing now because it's already happened. But anyway, two. The Philadelphia 76ers are not obligated to give you a T-shirt because you came down there with your 4 or 5 it is a privilege. It's not a right. So you jumping over five chairs to catch a shirt <laughs> is silly. If you want a shirt that bad, there is a a, a, um, a shop on the Broad Street mm-hmm. side, a fan zone. You can go there and buy a T-shirt and wear it. You also can go online and you can order whatever the frick you want yep. and wear it. But for these people to jump and argue and fuss at the dunk squad <laughs> not getting shirts, you're begging. There's another thing. Why would you have your kids beg somebody for something mm. that you can buy on your own? You paid $40, $50, $60 for a ticket. You could pay another 10 for a t-shirt. Mhm. Agree? I do agree. I I can actually add one too that kind of goes with add that. Add one, please. Add people, one, please. Um, people who think they should get stuff and get privileges just because it's their quote unquote first game. I mean, it's oh, hundreds Lord. of people's yes. first game there. It's you know, it's a five year old handicapped child's first game. It's you know, it's an old grandma who couldn't get out first game. Like, it's not just your first game. And just because it's your first game, you shouldn't get, you know, star treatment. Maybe Exactly. <laughs> and I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. <clears throat> the only time I felt bad, and I think you know where I'm going with this, it was that, that game, it was, was the last Wednesday. It was about a week ago, 
the game on a Wednesday, the floor was flooded. The Sixers couldn't play. Big Dave was on the news. Wait, wait. Um, and there was a family sitting behind us, and I heard the father say, damn, this is our first game, too. I felt bad yeah, for them. Yeah, because he spent but money. They weren't, they weren't trying to get anything, though, you know? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it was their first game, and it didn't go quite the way they wanted, and they were upset, and I felt bad for them because it was their first game. But just, just like you said, if it's your first game, you're not old the world. No. You ain't old. The, they're not obligated to let you come out on the court and do the Humpty Dance. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here watching USA while we're doing this show. And Enzo and Kaz are doing a Christmas commercial for Sting where they were singing um, Jingle Bell. Yes. That has aired before. That's the first time I saw it. That's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, oh. another thing is that and it's starting to happen more and more often as far as um, – and I heard um, – one of the laws that our president-elect wanted to change. But they want to allow people who have um, permits for firearms to bring them into the building. They want to allow them to do that? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. This was just on the news. If it wasn't this morning, it was yesterday morning. And I'm like, that is a mistake, and that is an accident waiting to happen. Wow. So I have to take my my keys and cell phones out and put them in a little bin. But but here's my Mm -hmm. nine, though. (laughs) Uh, And you can bring that in because you got a permit. And this is something your president-elect wants to change. He wants to be able to do that. But I can't bring my my dollar bottle water in there. No, you can't bring uh, your bottle. Exactly. Exactly, because you can bring your nine. Speak on it, sister. Speak on it, sister. (laughs) Wow. He's an idiot. Uh He's an idiot. And this is why this country's going to pot. And I know I'm switching gears a little bit, so I'm going to rechange and refocus. Anybody that's listening, leave your firearms. In your car. It's nothing that deep or nothing that serious where you got to bring your firearms into the um, games and stuff. And another thing which I feel as though this is um, goes with the Wells Fargo. It ain't against the Sixers. It ain't against the Flyers, nothing like that. But I really think they should bring up a system to where people get cut off after mm-hmm. a certain um, drink or they get too intoxicated because I had a situation happen not too long ago where somebody had gotten drunk, blah, 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 blah. I told the story last time I did the show and the person was intoxicated. So, and I've seen it a lot and I've seen different fights break out in the arena because somebody's intoxicated and mm-hmm. we've seen a situation where this chick kept trying to get on the court. She was intoxicated. She actually grabbed the behind of one of the people who worked, one of the security people who mm-hmm. worked there. 
because she was intoxicated. There was another guy who was coming down the stairs. They had to keep telling him to leave. He kept coming down, going over, not paying attention to nobody while he was intoxicated. It has to be a cutoff. You keep seeing the same person come up double-fisted. Like, okay, this is your third drink. That's it. Maybe three drinks, you're done. Maybe even two drinks, you're done, depending on what they're serving you. It has to be a limit. Mm-hmm. You agree? I definitely agree. Definitely agree. It's all about the money, though. Yeah. But also, you got these people driving home after they've yeah. been intoxicated. And one day, somebody's going to get into an accident, kill somebody, and guess who's going to be liable? Yeah. So on that note, if you have anything else about the Sixers? I don't. I'm excited. Excited for Wednesday. Excited for Friday. Lakers, 8 o'clock game. <laughs> you're about to see something, too. When you that Lakers game, you're about to witness something that disgusts me about this city. Yeah, I've seen those. It's going to be so much before. yellow and purple. Yeah, yeah, similar to Golden State. and It's disgusting to me. Where you Philly? You got red, white, and blue on. Anyway. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Toronto's going to be a tough one. The Lakers is always a good game. I'm excited about tomorrow going back down Delaware. Yeah. I like going down there. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing your face when we get down there because you're going to see the difference from the well and this. Two, totally different experience. I'm looking forward to experiencing it with you. It's oh. Be funny. It's going to be so a good time. Yep. Let me take this commercial and we're going to come back. I have a question and we have some movie reviews and then we're going to take it home. Uh, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 49. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. 
Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk. Volume 49 with my beautiful, very beautiful co-host, Alicia Brown. <laughs> Hello, everyone. What you laughing at? What, are, what am I going to do with you? I can't. You bless you. What? Are you no, blushing? no, keep on coming. Keep on coming, no. <laughs> now we're blushing. <laughs> Um, here's the other thing I want to talk about, and then we'll get into movie reviews, and then we'll just show home. But, um, I got into a conversation with a buddy of mine, and, um, we were talking about child support. And here's something I might have posted on uh, Facebook. As a matter of fact, I know I posted on Facebook before, and got a little bit of a buzz behind it. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the show. I might have, might not have. But should mothers have to show receipts for the stuff that they supposedly buy for the child with the child support? reason why I say this is because child support is supposed to be used for the child, not used so you can get your hair and nails done, not used so you can take your boyfriend out to dinner, not used so you can go get your freak on. Not used so you can get yourself a pair of red bottom shoes or whatever while my child uh, has Kmart shoes or whatever. And I know it's case by case based. I understand that. I'm just saying, in my situation, and I'm not bad talking my ex wife, I'm really not. Her and I are good friends. And we have a little thing we say hashtag we still family because we are. And we raised our child together. But the reason why I say this is because, <laughs> excuse me, Asia spent summers with me from maybe the day or two after she got out of school 
to maybe a week before she went back to school, she stayed with me. But my ex-wife continued to get child support payments all the summer, all the weeks. Mm-hmm. It was about eight weeks. She continued to get checks. Did I get any of that money back? Because the money wasn't being spent on the child. The money was being spent on what? Because the child was with me. That's one. Two, whenever the child needed sneakers, I bought them. Because her mother would have took her to Kmart and got her a pair of air wax. I was the one that was taking her to Foot Locker, getting her name brand sneakers. Because I know what it's like to be a child and be teased because of your sneakers. Trust, believe. It's not cool. Kids are merciless when it comes to that. When she needed stuff for a cheerleader, when she needed stuff for basketball, when she needed stuff for tennis, I bought all that. So, I'm saying, if I'm buying this and that, what exactly are you spending the money on? Mm. Your opinion, Felicia. No, I agree. They should definitely have to provide something. We have to provide so much for everything else. You know, doctors know it's if you're sick from work and from school. and But, yeah, I mean, I feel like the men are definitely held to a much, much more excruciating standard, I guess, where they're put through so much. But there's a lot of deadbeat moms out here. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And but you I never hear about no, that. No, right, exactly. I feel like nobody should never just get money, never just get welfare, you know. Something has to be done. To Speaking get of that. So, I don't know. And to piggyback off of what you just said, I knew a female, I ain't going to put a name out there, but I knew a female what? who had two children. And relied on that welfare. It didn't work. She was able to work. Yeah. But yeah. chose not to because she was on the welfare. She yep. was getting her um her food stamps or whatever, and they were sliding her a certain amount of money, whatever money she was getting through child support, and that's she stayed with her mother. So she didn't have to pay no real rent. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did for years until the kids got older. Then when the kids got older and, you know, got emancipated because they didn't go on to college. One went on to college, the other one didn't. So, when they, you know, they go on to get emancipated or whatever, then she had to get it behind up and go to work. But she used that as like a, a way of making ends meet. She didn't have to do nothing but just lay there. Have two babies and let the system take care of the mother. That's not cool. If she, if a woman is able to get up and work, get your behind up and work. Now, I don't say if the kid's younger or whatever, and you know you have to beat it with the child. Okay, but after a while, the child's gonna get up, gonna go to Head Start, kindergarten, this, that, and forth. By that time, you should be able to get your behind up and go to work. As I know this program, and Felicia, I pretty much you know too because you are who you are. But I know that program that these kids are able to get take care of or go to after they get done out of Head Start, kindergarten, or whatever, that can take care of these kids until mom gets done work. And mm-hmm. the problem go around the mom's income. Mm. So get your behind up and go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Stop relying on these men to take care of you. But then you get mad when he 
where he flip out and be like, I'm doing this and that. What are you doing as far as the kid? And another thing that grinds my gears with that is just the visitation, the visitation part of it. Because there was times where I got screwed with that. Here's what it is now. My daughter's 20. She's married. She lives on her own. Is what it is. But there was a time where my ex-wife had other children. She had two of She had two younger kids. And the one child, his birthday always always lands around, if not on Father's Day weekend. So I go to pick my daughter up for Father's Day weekend. I have to wait for her to get done with the little girl's birthday party before I could take her for Father's Day weekend. Now, that's my weekend. Just like on Mother's Day, do I try to do anything on Mother's Day? No, that's Mother's Day weekend. I'm not going to interfere with it. Do what you want. But when it came to Father's Day weekend, I had to wait for Blankety Blank's birthday party to end, which is on a Saturday, of course. So now it's bad enough I can't pick her up on a Friday to be cutting into my weekend. I got to pick her up on a Saturday evening after the birthday party because this is what you want. But we had nothing written in stone. So I say this to say to fellas, if any fellas out there listening, get everything in writing. As far as your child support, do not wait for her to take you through the system. You do it. If you and a mother ain't working out and, and she this and that and y'all can't make it work, you take your ass down there to City Hall and you set up the child support. If they're going to be a little bit more lenient on you than they mm-hmm. will on if she takes you. One, two, you t- you set up the um the visitation. Say, okay, I'm going to get her twice, or him or her, twice a month on this date and this date. So nothing interferes with it. So if you plan anything else, you better plan it around these two dates because these two dates I'm coming to get my child. Another thing is always coming with a mutual place. That's another way I got screwed because the Queen of Sheba didn't want to drive in Philadelphia. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I had to drive back and forth to Jersey to pick her up because she didn't feel comfortable driving in Pennsylvania. But when her man got surgery at a hospital that was five minutes away from my house, you had no problem driving over. Sips tea. But you can't drive over to drop off. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get it off your chest. <laughs> it's ancient history now. I'm just saying. It's awful funny. Drove over and, and drove back late at night. But you can't drive over during the day to drop off five minutes from my. That hospital is literally five minutes from my house. Even if you could, if you just felt comfortable driving to that hospital, I could have had somebody pick her up from that hospital, or I could have picked her up from that hospital like that. But I digress. I'm gonna let it go from there because I got really personal there. And I'm sorry, but mm. I'm just saying women do take advantage of the system, and it's not fair to a lot of men. But a lot of men aren't going to come out and say it because they don't want to look like bitches. They don't want to look like they're complainers. It is what it is. You don't want to piss her off because women do have upper hands. It's just they have to take advantage of the system. I'm, I was on the side of the brothers. Now I'm on the side of the women, too. 
if your man or your baby daddy or whoever ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing, of course, as soon as he starts flipping up, take his ass down and, and to the city hall and have them do what they do. There's no reason for no child to go hungry, to not have, or nothing like that. If you are a true man, you are responsible for taking care of your children. And that's the problem with a lot of children now. That's why a lot of these children, especially males, boys, grow up to be little punks and sissies because these men tune out. Because they didn't get along with the baby mom, they just tune out to move on to the next one. And these little boys get lost in the thoughts because a woman can't raise a man to be a man. A man has to raise a man to be a man. She can give him love. She can give him nurturing. She can do all the things that women tend to do that's in them, but they can't raise them to be men. Just like I couldn't raise a girl to be a woman. I'm not a woman. When a little girl turns to, you know, a certain age and they don't know their bodies like that, there's nothing that I can say. And you know, you understand what I'm saying, that a mother could tell her daughter, honey, this is what your body's going through. This is what you're going mm-hmm. Right. Am I right? You're right. I just want to see if I'm too off subject or nothing, but this is just what I'm saying. About that. Felicia. Very true. Huh? How do you feel about that? About what? Mothers? Just about and their children and 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 standing behind their children after the after the moms and um and you know, after the parents don't work out and they go their separate ways by men sticking with they the way they supposed to be. If it's not if it's not theirs, like biologically or you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not their child biologically, or? No, if it's their child, you know, stay with by, the, by the child or by the, the other, you know, half? The same way I raised my daughter mm-hmm. is the same way that every man should raise their child. That's what I'm pretty much saying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because me and the mother didn't work out, don't mean you tune up for the child. That means you still stay plugged into the child. You still make sure right. the child does what she's supposed to or him and her is supposed to do. There's no reason why your child should go with not having what they need, not what they want. I'm not saying because they want a, um, uh Xbox One S special gold series. You can't know. What I'm saying is if you to get If the child go hungry, dirty, unfed, anything like that, step in and do it. Agree. Never. Yeah, should never be that way. But you know, at at the same time, though, it's like it has to be equal still, too. So you know. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Both parents have to come together to raise these children, not just have 
you know, mom do everything and dad don't do nothing or dad do everything and mom just take on. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, I'm getting off my soapbox with that one. <laughs> and we got two movie reviews. Um, yes, we we're do. going to review. We're going to review um, Arrival, and we're going to review Incarnate. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. You want you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm going to do Arrival. You're going to do Incarnate. Doesn't matter. Um, I'll go first. Um, I went to see okay. Incarnate over the weekend. It is um, a film through. It's not a WWE film, but it's through WWE Studios. Um, judging by like the the social media stuff that was going around, it kind of got my interest. It looked pretty scary. Um, let me back up. Incarnate is a horror movie, and it's under the category of possession. Um, and uh, it's about a, a boy who's possessed, and um, they don't go about it by, you know, the basic or stereotypical Catholic priest goes in the house, all that. Um, the guy, he actually goes into, like, the mind. So it's kind of, like, psychological, but it was really scary. Um, if you like horror and possession like I do, I, I would recommend seeing it. Um it didn't have that happy ending where everything's all better and the demon's gone. So I would really recommend seeing it. Um, it is through WWE Studios, like I said. You will see an appearance from uh, hopefully a future Hall of Famer in there soon. Um, Mark Henry's in there. And um, I liked it. I give it a, a three and a half Big Daddy Booty. Okay. And I'm glad you saw that because I was not going to fit through that. I don't like movies with that. Um, Just say that you're a chicken. I'm not a chicken. I'm not a baby chicken. Chicken baby. <laughs> baby chicken, chicken baby. No way. And I went to see um, Arrival, and uh, Forrest Whitaker directed it. Oh, sorry. Yes, because, yeah, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to, like, science fiction. That is true. And trust me, we all know what's coming out this Friday, dog. Oh, my God. There will be another review, possibly Monday, about Star Wars. Rogue One. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going on to the movie I did see. I saw Arrival. And um, so I'm into that type of movie. But this one, it's a swerve. It is not mm. a science fiction movie. It's a love story. And halfway through this love story, you're going to get confused. Because I got confused. And I can follow movies pretty well. But halfway through, I'm like, okay, now what the hell does this have to do with that? And left a whole lot of question marks through the movie. Very sappy ending. And never really explained why the aliens 
really came. I hope it's not leading for a two because if it is, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I like Jeremy Renner. I like Forrest Whitaker. Amy Adams not even that bad, but it just really didn't do it for me. So if I had to give it anything, I would give it a two. Big Daddy Booties, if not a one and a half, because it really wasn't that good. And I was very disappointed because it started out well, the aliens were here, and they were getting it. It started getting good. I'm like, yeah, here we go, blah, 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 blah. Then it was like, wait a minute. It's a rough story. Oh, crud. Why the hell am I here? Nothing against love stories. I have nothing against love stories. But let me know as a love story when I'm coming into it. That's true. That's true. Very uh, misleading. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't disguise a um, science fiction movie for a love story and then trip me up at the end. I'm just like, crap. Very upset. But anyway, if there's nothing else, we're going to put a bow in it and send this one to bed. Um, oh, Christmas any last bow. words, Felicia? No, everyone, everyone buy me Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, buy me some Christmas gifts too. Um, okay. Next week would be, I guess. I want, and it'll be uh, episode 50 of Big Day's Hard Talk. I don't know if the six are playing wow. next Monday, are they? I can't remember. Let me check for you. Keep talking. You can check real quick for me before I go any further. Because if the Sixers are playing next Monday, there won't be a show. But if they're not, there will be a show. And um, it will they be are our 50th not. episode. Okay, yeah, so we'll be show will be our fiftieth episode as well as our Christmas episode. So if anybody's mm-hmm. listening, call in with your you know, your favorite Christmas gifts, your worst Christmas gifts, um some some bad Christmas memories. Mm-hmm. The whole aggravation any- of shopping. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yes. No, no, go ahead. Are we doing a post-Christmas show? Yes, and we will do a post-Christmas show, just talking about the stuff we got. And, you know, just appreciate it. I want everybody to remember, it's not about gifts, it's about the birth of Christ. Mm. So let's go back to what it really is. It's the birth of Christ and celebrating him. And if it's nothing else, anything else, Felicia? No. Thanks you thank you all for listening and tuning in. We'll see you next Monday. Yes. And I appreciate you all. Um anybody like I said, lines are always open. I'll have a number up if you want to call in with anything. I appreciate we will appreciate it. Um hopefully we get Faye back next week because she's been a busy person. Let's see what she's been up to. And um on that note, we'll put a bow in it. Um, there's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy 
that make things happen. And remember the reason for this season, why you're out there shopping for your loved ones. Just remember, it's not about the gifts. It's not about spending money. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died on the cross for all our sins. And through his blood, we receive everlasting life. Good mm. night. God bless you all. Good night, everyone.